cave. And welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And we've got a uh, special. We're wrapping up the end of the year here, and uh, uh, our, our loyal listeners will soon find out. We're kind of uh, we're heading out strong here for the end of the year, movies and television, uh, with uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home and Hawkeye. Um, lots to talk about with both of these. Uh, we, which one do you want to tackle first, the movie or the TV show? Well, uh, we need to make an uh, editor's note. Uh-oh. A Podmin apology. Oh, wow. If this is about your dad wasn't really in six-pack, I'm going to be pissed. No, no, no. My dad really wasn't six-pack. Okay, six pack. no retraction needed there. No retraction there. No, okay, no, good. no. The uh, uh, No, the apology needs to go out to one of our listeners. Uh-oh. I was, uh, I was informed a couple weeks back that uh, one of our Podman listeners uh, was on the way to the movies to go see uh, oh. 007. And he the new James li- Bond. And he was actually uh, listening to the podcast. He was listening to the podcast on the way to the theater. And we normally have our you know our week uh, our week uh, long moratorium before right. we spoil stuff. And uh, but I guess he was a little late to the theater, and uh, we spoiled the we spoiled the ending of uh, James. What was the last James Bond movie? Uh, no time to die. No, no time no to way die. Home. No, oh. no way home. No way home. Yeah. No, no way home to die. So, uh, pod listener Stephen, we apologize yes, profusely. That is, I mean, we have, I think we have a record two listeners now. So, you know what? We can afford to piss Stephen off a little bit. I yeah, think. that's right. Yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah, we got another. We got we another got one. Our listeners ship, you know? Come on, guys. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Well, so, uh, yeah, spoilers abound for Spider-Man and Hawkeye. Um, oh yeah, we should say that um, right now since you know, Aunt May dies. Uh, so, which one do you want to tackle first, gents? <laughs> I think we uh, well, let's let's ease into it. Let's start with Hawkeye. All right, sounds good because Alex may join us later on. There's there's hope that he may, probably not, <coughs> but maybe he might. Right? Yeah, maybe we can hope. All right, so Hawkeye, I have seen what is there. Five or six episodes of this. I've seen most of the episodes. Six. All right. Six came, came out, out today. today. All right. Well, that's the one I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Um, so, uh, so again, we spoiler talked about- warning. Uh oh. Don't don't spoiler, spoiler warning. warning. We're going to talk about Hawkeye, which aired earlier today. So, if you're listening to the podcast oh, yeah. before you watched <laughs> Hawkeye, your priorities are straight. Yes. Definitely. However, you may want to go watch Hawkeye first. You may want uh, Brian back off of your mic just a little bit. Pull back. I was going to say, there's some re- reverbing or something going on. Is that the technical term? Reverbing? Yeah, that's close enough. It's a little distortion from Brian. <laughs> Is this better now? Very, but very much better. I think you were so passionate about everything, Brian. I was so passionate. Uh, so yeah, so Hawkeye. We talked about it a little bit, and this is. Uh, certainly, the 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 look and feel of the, the opening credits, the costumes, and all that stuff comes straight out of the comic book, uh, the the Matt Fraction series, uh, and everything. How, how closely did this follow that? Because it kind of felt like, and again, we're getting into spoiler territory here, but with Echo and Kingpin, it kind of felt like this could have been uh, season four of Daredevil or whatever instead of Hawkeye. 
Yeah, it kind of was, right? So the uh, in the comic, uh, Hawkeye, somebody wills him uh, an apartment complex. And so he, he, he owns this apartment complex, and it's in this neighborhood, and you've still got the tracksuit mafia and everything, and then the tracksuit mafia has got, like, a boss and everything. But uh, that's what it is. There's no kingpin in it that I can recall. It, it, that maybe cursory kingpin's involved, but kingpin's not a major player in it. Echo doesn't show up at all in it. You know, she's a uh, – that's straight up from uh, Daredevil, yeah. right? So it's like they took the Daredevil, the second storyline um, after Kevin Smith relaunched Daredevil um, – where where she was and, and basically took that storyline and stapled it onto the Hawkeye the Hawkeye uh, series. Gotcha. Uh, and it turned out great. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It, it's it's like a half Daredevil story without Daredevil in it. So. And Podman Ron, you are you're a fan of this. This was was this your favorite uh, uh, MCU TV show? I guess is what we're calling yeah. whatever. Yeah, by far it was head above. All of the uh, other DC, to me at least, the other DC Plus shows. But it also, to me, it was better than some of the some of the MCU movies that we've gotten. <laughs> especially, you know, like especially like Black Widow and Eternals. I mean, about Shang Chi, but yeah, not Shang Chi. Shang Chi too. No, no, I'd say Shang Chi too. And I told Alex I was kind of worried because the the Disney Plus shows have really had a, in my opinion. Uh, had a problem sticking to landing on that last episode. So I was kind of like, okay, is this one going to totally belly flop like all the other ones have done? But no, this one stuck to landing pretty damn good in the, in the time that they had and all the plot lines they had all out there, they wrapped them up all just quite well with everything. They did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, this, this, this show was just, and, and I think Brian touched on it last one of our last podcasts that it wasn't a world threat that he's going after, you right. know, it's, it's just street level, you know, type, you know, conflict and it just works perfect for this. And some of the scenes in this last episode with him making his own arrows and the trick arrows that they used and the way they used them. And uh, it, it was just straight out of the comic book, but done perfect. Uh, I mean, I, I, Cannot say enough about this this episode. It was really cool. And the thing that uh, strikes me the most is, as you guys are just fawning over it is that, again, uh, rewind to whatever it was 10 years ago, <laughs> maybe if you listened to our podcast back then, um, and, and everybody was saying, like, oh, my God, Jeremy Renner is like watching paint dry. He is you put him in there and he sucks out the energy of everything and now look at here he's the part of your favorite tv show <laughs> well i mean he's not he does not play this like the cop the the hawkeye in the comic i mean hawkeye in the comic book was always cocky was kind of the loud mouth was kind of the vocal one of the group and jeremy renner has never played that like this like that he's always played hawkeye just the quiet reserved standalone type guy um and it worked it, to me it never worked in the team movies because you know he just didn't have a personality but in this he's he's able to you know shine more and it's the story's focused on him and it's, he's playing off of one person so i, I think it works 
He works great in it. It's great. Well, they basically, he's grown into the part to where when we first got Avengers and it's the first time you see Hawkeye, you're expecting that cocky, you know, uh, a brash sort of attitude that he didn't have. Well, now he's playing essentially Murtaugh, like to uh, Haley Steinfeld's uh, Riggs. And yeah, it's, it's, he's playing that I'm too old for this shit, which works now. But when he was playing the I'm too old for this shit in the first Avengers movie, it, it felt out of oh, place. Oh, it felt out of place. And plus, I, I love how this series, like like I mentioned before, they they embraced the trick arrows. You didn't really see those many right. trick arrows throughout his whole time in the MCU. But this one, I mean, they just went all all in on the trick arrows. And not only just him shooting the arrows, I mean, they, they show them up close, him building them, how they look different, you know, how... Kate has to label each one. I mean, uh, I mean, it was really cool that the, the way the show kind of embraced the whole comic book, you know, more so than most of these shows ever do. I mean, like, <clears throat> and it's clearly evident the way they, they portray the Kingpin in this same actor playing the Kingpin as he did in the daredevil series, but he's a lot more powerful than he ever was in the daredevil. Cause it just seemed like those Netflix shows still tried to, to stay in the the real world, you know, of you know everyday life, and now the MCU these shows don't really they've kind of threw that out the window. So Kingpin's ripping doors off cars, and you know he's wow. taking an arrow to the chest, and I mean he's like he is in the comic book. I mean this is how Kingpin is in the comic book, and it works perfectly. I mean it's the comic book coming straight straight to life. What is that noise? Is that it, it sounds like someone's whacking off or something over there. What's, I'm, what the hell? I'm typing, but <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, had, I had he's checking his emails. I was checking my emails and that was responding to something, but uh, no, keep keep talking about hot kingpin. How how how, yeah, like, about man, kingpin. how tough is it? Yeah, I, I uh, enjoyed it a lot. The there was a lot of homages to the comic, right? Um, the whole scene, I don't know if you picked up on this PMR, but the scene where Kate and Elena are, are battling through that, like, a, uh, through that, that floor of the, uh, of the building yeah. and it's shot, it's shot outside the cubicles, right? So you see them going through, but you're kind of in the hallway and they're going through the offices and you've got like this framing effect by all of it. And essentially that's, I mean, it almost looked like comic book panels, um, and that's kind of uh, that was kind of like a salute. Or, cool. I, I, I felt like that was kind of an homage to uh, uh, Aja's art, right? Because that was kind of some of the stuff he would do. He would do those continuing shots where you where you pan across, almost like a uh, almost like a uh, what's it called in film um, a storyboard. Oh, okay. It's okay. almost like the comic looks like a storyboard, and now you got this panel effect of them fighting through uh, through that whole scene, and it just pans left to right the whole time and follows them through the fight scene, but, uh, through the building, which was, uh, which is cool. The, um, uh, I feel like it was, they stuck to the source material a lot more than they did with the other series, even though they kind of clipped on Kingpin and echo, uh, making them part of the tracksuit mafia. Wasn't that big of a leap. Right. Yeah. And it didn't really pull you away from the story that much. 
Um, but yeah, they really they they basically took the tracksuit mafia, which were kind of a joke, right? Um, and added that made them more dangerous by adding Kingpin, and and, and you got to get Echo in there because of it. Uh, I think something else that would be interesting is it kind of sucks in the world we live in today with like uh, internet spoilers and everything. But you know, we all knew that. Kingpin was going to show up. We knew for weeks Kingpin right. was going to show up, right? <clears throat> but but think about this. If we didn't know Kingpin was showing up in this show, if it was a complete surprise, no spoilers, last week we would have had a situation where Wednesday, Kingpin is revealed Wednesday in the final 30 seconds of the Daredevil episode, right. and then the next day uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home, you would have seen Matt Murdock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have had that one-two punch, like in, like the, in, with a, you know a day apart, um, like. It, but we it all got spoiled. Like we knew Kingpin was showing up. Well, if Kingpin's showing up and Ke- my, uh, uh, Kevin Feige saying, you know Charlie Cox is the is the is the only Daredevil in the MCU, well you knew he was coming sooner than later. Right. But right. yeah, imagine if we didn't have either of those and you walked in, uh, and that one-two punch of it that would be so kick-ass. Well, you know, and I'll be uh, honestly, I I knew, you know, I knew Kingpin was going to be in this on the end, but I didn't really think he was going to be as physical as he was. I, I thought he was just going to be like the stand around character and, you know, that would be it. But I mean, they really went all out with him. I mean, he even had the 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 diamond jewel, the cane, walking cane like he does in yeah. the comic. I mean, he was just they just really went all out with this guy this time. And, you know, it was none of this you know, the way he was before in Daredevil, which I loved him in Daredevil, don't get me wrong, but he was just straight out of the comic book this time. And it was just so cool to watch and to see this character just come fully developed on screen like this. So Yeah, well you and I feel like they also did uh, handled the all the different plot threads well. They didn't leave anything hanging. Nobody seemed to have their their story crimped. No. You, Kate got to show up big time. <sighs> Elena and and Clint had their had their moment, uh, and even Swordsman got you know got to, to mix things up. At the end. You know, the Swordsman was fantastic, and I you know you kind of at by the end of it you were kind of rooting for him because he's just that doofus. You know, I mean it's like. You know you're going to see him again. I mean, he's going to be trying out for the Avengers or something. Yeah, he's just—I he, thought he was a good character. Well, he even said to himself, "He goes, this is my moment." You know, this yeah. is—it's like he's been training to be a, a superhero. It's like he and Kate were doing the same thing, right? But you did. So. But you know, it was a good feign because you know, Swordsman started out as a bad guy in the MCU, so but ended up a good guy and ended up an Avenger. So this is kind of like how he ended up in this you know you you thought he was a bad guy so but by the end of it he's a good guy and i, I definitely don't think it's gonna be the last you see of him. i also love that his arch nemesis is his nephew oh, armand the fifth <laughs> <laughs> him and the kid hate each other yeah. <laughs> like it's his nephew yeah that's like yeah, that's a that's a great dynamic. The, I mean, like um, you said everybody had their stories. Ra- even that fucking kid. I mean, everybody had their stories wrapped up, and it, I mean, and they did this in like forty five, fifty minutes, and and it never felt like it slowed down. It didn't feel like anybody got cheated or 
they they cut corners i mean it was everything was a solid ending on all of it i mean i, I thought it was great now there's one thing that i wish had happened pmr and i talked about this brad is that at the end because uh in the fifth episode um jacques duquesne is framed you find out by <laughs> kate bishop's mom oh. to be laundering money uh for the the tracksuit mafia have you made it to episode five yet brad uh yes but i don't recall any of that <laughs> so maybe i need to yeah, watch he it gets arrested it was quick. He gets arrested. Oh, I did see that. Uh, I did see Kate, but I didn't get the connection there. Yeah, Kate uncovers that that uh, he's there's money being laundered laundered through Sloan Limited, and he's the CEO of the company, and the money's being funneled to the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you find out, you know, in this episode that Eleanor's the one that did it. But I said I told PMR, you know, I, I the whole time, I, you know, it was a feign. I thought, you know, it wasn't him. He's just a dupe. Um, but he's a patsy, but, uh, I kind of wish we'd got a post-credit scene and they can still do this and I, and I hope they do this. Uh, but, uh, they could have done a a post-credit scene where, uh, John Duquesne's been arrested. He's still, you know, he hasn't cleared his name. Like he showed up at this party and all hell broke loose, but that doesn't mean that the charges are dropped against him. Uh, but yeah, they take him back into custody and, uh, his lawyer shows up, and it's uh, uh, Jessica Walters. Oh, yeah, uh, Jennifer I, Walters. Yeah, you know, and they could have still done that with uh, her mom at the end of this one. You know, her mom could have been in jail, and she could have been her defense attorney. Just yeah, well, it would be with this surplus of uh, lawyers slash superheroes uh, and and criminals and everything. It seems odd that they didn't do that to tie it into She Hulk, huh? It's a time that she wrote. But here's the thing. Would you rather see her defend Eleanor Bishop or Swordsman? Well, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, definitely Swordsman. But but since that didn't happen, they could have, since it was Eleanor that went to jail, they they could have did a little tie-in at the end. Well, he he's probably still going to jail. Like, the charges weren't dropped on him because of that, that battle. I mean, no, he, she, he but, made bail, went to the party, and got into a, a sword fight no, with a bunch the, of like, gangsters. No, but the charges will be dropped because her mom got arrested for it. Her mom admitted to it, and so the charges against him will be dropped. So. Maybe. Ronnie fancies fan himself a superhero can, lawyer, so just listen to what it, Ronnie says. Yeah, they can, exactly, exactly. He, he knows his superhero law. I know my superhero law. I've studying it for 40 so, years now. So, so what's next for you? I mean, is... Does Kate Bishop, does she become, uh, well, do we get a season two of Hawkeye, first of all, do you think? Uh, I think we do. I think we do. I think we do. Uh, I think all of this is leading towards uh, Young Avengers, Dark Avengers, Thunderbolts, or all three. Right. Well, and I also think that Hawkeye is going to be in a role like he was in the comic book where he trained the Thunderbolts, but I think he's going to be training the Young Avengers. I think that's going to be wow. Hawkeye's new role in the MCU. Hawkeye's killing be, it. He's going to be their mentor. He's going to be their trainer. Because he was like that in the Thunderbolts there for a while. And I, I think I think that's that may be where that's heading with him. The, uh, they, did, they did also did, which I thought was pretty funny. And I, had, I liked it and I, I didn't like it. They kind of did a snub to uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, how so? So we find out about the watch, right? So, okay, yeah. so the, the, the MacGuffin's been this watch the whole time. And it was like, is it one of Tony Stark's? Is it a Rolex? Is it Stark's Rolex? Does it unlock, you know, an, an armory? Why are they after it? What's the point of it? And they didn't really say why they're after it or what the point of it was, you know. But at the end of the episode, uh, Clint hands it to his wife, whose name is Laura right? Uh, Barton. He hands it to his wife, and he's like, I got it back. Look what I found. He gives it back to her. She flips it over, and there's a shield insignia on the back with the number 19. Mm-mm. Which is PMR? It is the code uh, name for Agent 19, which was uh, Bobby Morse, which is Mockingbird. Oh. Which in the in the Marvel comics is uh, uh, Hawkeye's wife. Well, ex-wife now, but they got married, so... But we've already seen Mockingbird Bobby Morse in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. played by Adrian Padalecki. And played quite well by Adrian Padalecki. Like, Padalecki. Padalecki. Just Pakalecki. like saying that. No, she, she did an excellent job with it. So, but you know what? You just don't hire Linda, what's her last name? Uh, Cardellini. Cardellini and not use her more than what they've been using her. So, it kind of makes you wonder how much of her are we going to see in the future. And with that being said, there is uh, the show The Secret Invasion coming up. Right. And if anybody does read Marvel comics, uh, Mockingbird did die in the Marvel Universe, and she was dead for a good 20 years almost. And during the Secret Invasion storyline, it was revealed that she was replaced by a scroll and uh, she wasn't really dead. That's how they brought her back into the Marvel Universe. So it's kind of makes you wonder you know, all these super they're going to have to start, they're going to do this Marvel Secret Wars. We're going to have to have scrolls replacing people and they've been replacing people. So it makes you wonder if if, uh, his wife is going to be one of the ones that was replaced at some point or another. Especially during the time where, you know, she was home alone during Christmas time before the kids got home. So you're saying she may have been killed at that time or she was a scroll or? Well, you know, in the, in the comic book, she, they didn't, the, the scrolls didn't kill the humans. They, they would keep them as prisoners so they could, you know, get the secrets from them or, or use them to to infiltrate other uh, uh, groups and governments and stuff like that. But I don't know how they're going to do it on this TV show. But anyway, I I think she's going to be, I think she's going to be one, the ones that's going to be replaced on the show. Among others. The secret invasion. I think what, well, and, and, and when this, the episode, that's the very end is the agent 19. Well, except for the post credit post credit. Uh, the um, is the uh, the whole thing with him and Bobby and Agent Nineteen, uh, and then it goes to him and Kate outside in the barn talking because they're at Clint's farm at this point, and uh, she's saying, you know, should I be Lady, you know, trying to come up with her name, code name, Lady Hawk, uh, Hawk Eve, you know, stuff like that. Right. Like she's she's uh, ne- uh, uh, workshopping some names, and he's like, well, I, you know, I got an idea, and then he goes, Hawkeye, you know, and that's that. 
then it goes into the credits. Gotcha. The uh, so of we've gotten a mixed bag of these new Avengers, right? Shang Chi is like watching paint dry, right? Uh, Ele- <laughs> Ten years Elena, from now, we'll love them though. Yes, <laughs> Elena was was great. You know, she was probably one of the best parts of the Black Widow movie, and now this. Uh, Kate Bishop is probably the best new character of any of this stuff we've gotten. You yeah, know, I, I agree. I, that she blew it out of the water. To be honest with you, she was fantastic. So uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're on that path. I, I think you'll get there's after this story arc, or after uh, after Fraction ended his arc. They went, uh, or uh, the first arc, there was a second arc where she's in California um, and Clint gets pulled into some of her nonsense in California. So you could use that for a second season or honestly, you know, is is all this stuff going to like crescendo in Secret Wars and now they're graduated to the movies. So. Yeah. <clears throat> So overall, it's good. Uh, yeah. It's something worth watching, though, right? The first yeah, one that's really, really, really worth it, watching. It's, it's the one. Okay. We, we we will should we run the uh, the ending for him the uh, the uh, post credit? <laughs> sure. You know no, I don't no, mind. No. That. You need to stick around for the for the mid credit scene. Yeah, we won't talk about. That. It's it's probably the longest mid credit scene in MCU history. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Very good. Well, so, worth well worth it. Well, well worth it. All right. Well, I will try to watch it before uh, the end of the year. How about that? There you go. All right, there you go. You. Um, all right. So five out of five all the way around, you say? Yeah, oh, five out of five for me, for sure. Yeah, same. same. All I right. give it a ten out of five. No, don't, see, don't see, that's the, blow your load that's on the that. problem. <laughs> when you give Shang-Chi five out of five, you've backed yourself into a quarter. No, no. Now you've got to... You've got to upset the scale <laughs> to appreciate something that's actually good. <laughs> All right, I'll stick to five out of five. I won't, I won't upset the scale anymore. All so. right, well, you've, you've screwed the pooch with Shang Chi, uh, and I'm afraid he's going I to do it again when it comes man. to Spider Man No Way Home here, Pod uh, Man Ryan. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna go over the five rating for Spider Man No Way Home again, right? I'm sorry, you broke up, Brad. I said I, th- I think you're going to uh, screw up the rating system with Spider-Man. Oh, probably will. Yes, probably will. All right. Well, before you... I love Spider-Man. Well, before you do that, so Spider-Man: No Way Home. This is the eagerly anticipated, uh, maybe end of the Tom Holland trilogy before it enters into another phase, at least. Yeah. Um, and uh, everything that we all expected, all the villains from previous, all the villains and heroes from the previous uh, movies, Spider-Man movies, show up, and uh, it's a, a three-hour extravaganza. Ex- what? Except James Franco. Except James Franco. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I was a little disappointed that Macy Gray didn't get sucked in there, but that's <laughs> oh yeah, that's another that's another problem. Uh, the only reason that I knew that, I mean, both of you guys knew it, is because I tried to get my kids to watch the other movies, this other Spider-Man movies leading up to this, and all I got was the first one. Um, and so uh, when it came to the uh, the celebration where uh, the where Macy Gray is uh, singing. Which is weird. 
that's that. I always found that so weird because they did the exact same thing in the first Batman movie. Right, right, exactly. With yeah. the parade, the nighttime parade, and the balloons and everything, and it's like, is this really a thing? Like, right. <laughs> how many parades go around these? <laughs> they yeah. love to have so, parades. So, it was odd. Uh, so yeah, so odd we get choice. this. We pick it up right after the uh, the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, where J. Jonah Jameson and Mysterio uh, say tell the world that he's Peter Parker, and everybody has seen the trailers by now. Uh, after, uh, what, a good half hour or so of moping around, Peter Parker decides to go to Doctor Strange and say, hey, can you make people forget that I'm Spider-Man? And then hilarity ensues after that. Um so let, let's before we get into Spider-Man, I, I wanted to ask you guys about Doctor Strange. Uh, oh, there's going, something going on with something's going on. Can y'all hear that? Can we hear what? Like your coffee order? This humming sound. I no. do not hear it. Okay. All right. God, now. Podman you maybe get feedback on your uh, hearing aid. Yeah, you're. <laughs> you can turn the camera off when you uh, put the phone to your ear. How come it doesn't do that automatically? That's the creepy thing. All right, so Brian. Um, so he goes to Doctor Strange, and uh, hilarity ensues. And Doctor Strange kind of messes up the the uh, the spell and kind of pawns it off on. Peter Parker. I mean, Peter was interjecting and changing the spell, which was, oh no, I want everybody to forget who I am, except for Mary Jane, except for Aunt May, except for Ned, and all this stuff. Uh, but uh, I'm still not so sure about this Doctor Strange fellow. I don't, I don't think he can be the master of mystic arts very well. Well, and and, and he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. We found out, right? I guess so not. It's, it's the, Wong, right? The guy who does cage fighting on the side for uh, quick yeah, money. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot of problems with Doctor Strange, I think. There's a lot of problems. One, the key being, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is not bald. So I don't know why they keep putting him in these wigs. It looks horrible, right? Yeah. Okay. I was, the wig looks yeah. completely absurd. Right. It doesn't. It just doesn't look natural whatsoever. And the, the graying yeah. and everything looks like somebody just said, oh yeah, let's Pour some white paint on it. Doesn't it? Just doesn't look natural. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it's very. It's off putting. It's off putting to look at him. Uh, you know, in costume or just walking around with that that head of hair. Right. But uh, but yeah, and, and so he's playing kind of comic relief. I wish he had been. Uh, I, I, it would have been cool if he had been kind of like established enough and, and a strong enough character to be uh, almost a Tony Stark. That's where I thought you they know, were going like, to head with everything. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. yeah Dr. Strange. <clears throat> yeah. Cause he did. I think it kind of was, but not in the way you, I mean, <clears throat> I, I like the way he portrayed in here. Cause he was kind of an arrogant, kind of an arrogant asshole. Kind of an arrogant you know, goofball. He, yeah, he was a gar- an arrogant goofball. Yeah, it was like he was ping ponging between asshole and, and, and Goof- doofus. Yeah, like Scooby Doo yeah. this shit or what? It just very very odd uh, notes. It felt like with him and his relationship with Wong. Now is he is Wong the master and he's the servant? I have no idea anymore. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah weird. So maybe strange. that's why he's it, a goofball. 
Yeah, literally, it was strange. Uh, but uh, yeah, the that's that's probably my biggest gripe is just uh, he's he his personality changes from scene to scene. You don't know what he, he doesn't have a consistent like you know um, motivation throughout the whole thing. Right. So. So he does this. Yeah. He he does a spell, and he basically people who encountered, who knew that Peter, Peter Parker was Spider Man from the other movies, got pulled into this universe, right? And is that the, the yeah. quickest way to, to try to explain it? Yeah, and that's the other thing too is like the the logic of the spell doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Because it's. It's oh because you said you wanted people who know who know to keep to continue to know everybody that knew Peter was Spider Man is being pulled into this universe, right. and I was able to stop it in time, but some of them slipped through. Okay, fine, right? You know, so that that that's okay until we get later in the movie and you find out you know who else got pulled over, which doesn't really follow that logic, and then they never bother explaining that. No, so. All right, we're tearing this movie apart really quickly here, Podman Ron. I was going to say, what the fuck, man? That's what I do, because that's what I do. <laughs> um, so now, so anyway, aside from that, it was a great movie. So Spider-Man himself, Mary Jane, Ned, they kind of really form uh, the Scooby pack to, to steal Doctor Strange and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They, they, they seem like they formed a more crime-fighting unit in this movie than they had in, in previous ones, right? Yeah, yeah, they they were they were uh, weren't relegated to the uh, uh, to the background because in the other movies it's been like they're there they're there they're there oh wait shit's getting real they you know either you know MJ's in danger something Ned's in danger but they're not you know they're they're just the damsel at that point this time they weren't the damsels damsels in distress right which I I thought was good I, I thought the interaction with the three of them I thought they did that really well. Uh, Podman Ryan, what about uh, what about the villains here? Let's talk a little bit about the villains before we get into more of the heroes. Were you excited to see the villains all return? And you know what I, what, were you were you okay with how they wrapped everything up? With uh, everybody's really good on the inside. Yeah, I mean, here we go. There's I'm a lot. Uh, no, no, no. Here's the thing with here's the thing with this movie and. I mean, there's so many layers to this movie and there's so many things we could talk about with this movie. I mean, uh, the praise would be, you know, I I like the fact that Marvel or MCU or whatever kept, everybody was so focused on Doc Ock that like the Green Goblin just kind of snuck in there and stole the whole show. I mean, uh, um, his performance in um, What's-His-Face's performance. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I mean, it was just extraordinary. I mean, it, it was on the level with, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker. And wow. I mean, it really was. I mean, and you kind of wished you would see more of. Yeah. You definitely wish you would have saw more of this in the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. But you kind of wish you would see more of this type of Green Goblin in the MCU and this this villain, this 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 sort of evilness um, that's an arch enemy of Peter of Spider-Man. But. Um, but with that being said, so he kind of, he kind of overwhelmed all the other villains. I mean, Doc Ock had his time in the sun and, but like Jamie Foxx was, you know, he was all right. He, he got a few bits in there and again, kind of comic relief a little bit. Yeah. And Lizard was practically non-existent. Um, 
and Sandman was just kind of like, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. It was like, okay, <laughs> is he a good guy? Is right. he a bad guy? I mean, you know, it just, that, that seemed like it was like flipping all the time. Like they didn't know. Well, I feel Again, like a scene got cut with Sandman. I think there was a scene where he, where he transitions from, hey, I kind of respect Peter. I'm going to help Peter to this isn't my Peter and I'm getting the hell out of here. I like there was a, there, I think there was a line or some dialogue that got cut that may have, uh, have softened some of that like flip, you know, when the, when that switch right. gets flipped. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, you know, I mean, it was kind of like a, I don't know. I think I would have liked it better if he would have always been on their side the whole time instead of being a villain. You know, I mean, it, I, it just didn't, it just seemed weird. It just like you said, Brian, I think it, you may be right there that there was definitely a missing scene in that. And, and although it sounds like we're, we're picking, I'm picking this apart. I, I still didn't make no sense. I mean, I mean, it didn't make a it matter to me. I still liked the movie. I mean, it was still a good movie. Um, in my opinion, I, one of my things with this is it, it's, it's because they did have like such kind of minimal parts, especially lizard. Right. Yeah. right? It's <clears throat> like, well, why the, if they weren't going to, if they were only going to bring in five villains, why bring in lizard at all? You know, you didn't need to bring in lizard. If you were <clears throat> only going to bring in five, right. Right. You know, it's uh, now, if you were trying to get to six, that would make sense, right? Because now you got your oh, sinister, oh, sinister six. six. Okay, I see what you see what I mean? Yeah. You know, I can see if they, if they got to that sixth person, it's like, here's your sinister six. All right, here we go. But they didn't. They only got five villains into this, and and, and some of them were were. I mean, Sandman and 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 uh, um, Lizard were really marginalized. <laughs> I was like, why uh, did they really need to be there? Uh, you just, know, I, just for the nostalgia effect, right? I, yeah, I mean, and I. I get it, but like well, it's almost like, why the hell didn't we get a sixth villain? And why didn't yeah, they? Uh, you could show, you could say Mysterio's not dead, right? Done. Right. Mysterio faked his death. There's your, there's your sixth villain. And I guess you could, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Vulture could have shown up, right? right. Uh, you know, uh, you could have done almost anything to like get a sixth villain in there and just say it's your sinister six. But it's it's weird that they crammed five in and had to make such concessions. Uh, when they still didn't get to Sinister Six, and I, I had so. read about the uh, the end credit scene with Venom beforehand, so I didn't expect uh, Topher Grace's Venom to show up. But that would that's Topher Grace as well as uh, uh, Harry Osborn are the only ones that didn't get pulled through. Yeah, right. But I guess yeah. well, so they could. Well, Harry Osborn was being accused of uh, uh, sexual. Yeah, he was too busy. Yeah, Matt Murdock. James def- Franco was. <laughs> yeah, he went from uh, he went that. from Peter Parker's uh, interrogation room over to James Franco's interrogation room. Well, you know they could have used that lame uh, Green Goblin from the Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, that, yeah, that was yeah. Harry Osborn. Oh I mean, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there was one there too. Yeah, yeah there was that Harry Osborn. Or you could have uh, we've uh, established Scorpion. Right, I mean, and Scorpion's got the whole tail thing. You could have done something with Scorpion and Doc Ock, right. you know, with like. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird we didn't get to a Sinister Six. We got that close and didn't get and didn't get there. Um, 
uh, that was that was one of my kind of not gripes, but it's just kind of like you know we, we could have uh, I don't know. Everybody could have shut up about the Sinister Six because yeah, yeah, I see we could have we could have had Zach screaming. <laughs> we got Sinister Six. We got, we got Sinister, Sinister Six. six. Um, so aside from the the villains again Doc Ock chewed up some a lot of scenery and they spent a lot of budget de-aging him (laughs) it felt like smoothing out his wrinkles and everything Uh, which they didn't do with Willem Dafoe I don't think right no I mean he hasn't aged he hasn't aged and here's the thing like Willem Dafoe I always thought it was weird in the first Spider-Man movie that they made him wear that helmet Right, you know, because he looks like the Green Goblin. Right, right. Without he really that, does. Yeah. yeah. No, without and so, uh, you know, in this, other than the fact his face was not green, the suit was green. He had on the purple hoodie, like he's snarling. His he's making all of the faces, like all the. If they had just done like a, like a, a reflection off because right. his suit is <laughs> right, metallic, right? right? Yeah, it's a green metallic. If they just done like a reflection up on his face that was green, right? Done. You know that. Uh, again, it's like you know. Can I? I don't. I think that would have been something easy to do without. You know, even if it was just for like one shot. Right. Right. You know, where it's just like the 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 light kind of catches and, and, it's, and his face is, is is in green. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Willem Dafoe, man, he was amazing in this, and I thought and and. Kudos to them for not trying to wedge in another villain when they already had Willem to Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah, you're right, and you know, and I was and about was about ready to just correct myself because I said, you know, the lizard didn't have much to do, and neither did Sandman, and I guess they really didn't need to. I mean, if you because of William Dafoe, uh, and and what they really needed the lizard and Sandman for was that whole battle at the end where right. he distracted all these other Spider Mans and. You know, there there was a lot going on, so they needed you know they needed a lot of bad guys, so that worked in their favor. But you're right with William Defoe, you didn't really need. You had him, you had Doc Ock playing the beats on that, so I don't think you needed anybody else to be monologuing other than him. So I, I think uh, I think uh, you're right, and I, I think that's what if you had everybody talking and chewing scenery, then it would have been way too busy. Another it. another half hour. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been another half hour. I, I couldn't sit through. Um, so, so you know, let's let's dive into Spidey here. That Tom Holland, which by the way, yeah, you do have to give it to Tom Holland uh, for at least the the uh, voice acting skills that he does. I mean, every time mm-hmm. you see him in an interview in real life, you're like, wait a minute, where the hell did that voice come from? Where did his, where did his yeah. real voice come from versus uh, his Spidey voice and everything? And so, I mean, he sounds like a uh, you know a kid from New York, I guess. But, uh, yeah. So hey, he's that's a what good I, actor. That's what I've always said about Tom Holland. To me, out of all the Spider Mans, I know everybody has their favorite. Um, Alex's Andrew Garfield. Everybody loves Garfield now. And now yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Garfield. Uh, well, in all fair, Alex always did like Garfield, so he's not jumping on the bandwagon with that. But, but I always liked Tom Holland because he seemed like a kid. He seemed like a and and the kids that played in the movies with him seemed like a bunch of dorky high school kids instead of like a bunch of thirty year olds like in the Tobey Maguire movies. Right. I mean, right. Um, and and I think Tom Holland always just kind of captured. 
the teenager that Spider-Man was instead of like Tobey Maguire acting like he was a teenager, but really being you know, 30 years old. So, well, so, he, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I th- Tom Holland did great. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, reunion, so to speak of the, the Spider-Men, uh, you know, I thought they ha- handled it wonderful. And it's so funny that there's such a resurgence now for Andrew Garfield, uh, people saying we we need a third Amazing Spider-Man movie. We need I, to finish yeah. that out, which it would be they, great. I think well, I've got that. I've got a, I've got a pitch for it. I've got a pitch for it. We can get to later, All right? right? Uh, but uh, we kind of glossed over something before you get to the the reveal that the the uh, other two Spider-Men are in the universe and got pulled over by the spell. We had a gut punch in this movie, which honestly caught me completely off guard. I mean, did you guys expect this to happen? Wait, May? May? No, I didn't expect that. Not at all. I read about it. I, I read about I it beforehand. And then as soon as I read about it, I thought uh, I did do a, a Nostradamus prediction to myself about, ah, that's where the great power and responsibility will yeah. come in. Right. So right. when and everybody probably smelled that out when she was lying dying. Yeah, yeah, and so when, uh, yeah, when, when as soon as as Goblin like clipped her with the glider, I'm like, oh shit, she's dying. Yeah, like yeah. The, she's she's the Uncle Ben. Um, but it was really cool, and it it twisted the knife more, right? Because uh, and she might get some sort of uh, like nomination out of it, right? Uh, for the for the film, but Marissa Tomei. But um, you know, we always. You had Ben for like 15 minutes, and he's dead. 20 minutes, and he's dead. Right. You never had a chance for like the relationship to breathe right. and you to actually understand like the loss of Uncle Ben, right? Um, you inferred the loss of Uncle Ben, but you never actually got to experience their relationship really very much. This, I mean, we had three movies where she was his primary, she's his mother. Like she's there. She's she's flirting with Tony with Tony Stark. She's dating, um, you know, uh, happy. Uh, happy. She's she's uh, you know keeping Peter's secret. She's you know all of this stuff. All these the uh, um, you got a lot more time to let the relationship breathe and grow and develop, and then she dies in the third movie, which is. And it was because, and it was instead of him letting the guy leave, uh, you know, rob the uh, um, uh, the the promoter at the wrestling right. event, or or the the guy at the convenience store letting him rob it because it's not his responsibility. Well, he's like, yeah, the, their lives are not my responsibility. You know, they're, it's the same thing. Like yeah, he didn't yeah. he didn't want to take responsibility for their lives. He just wanted to get them back to their universes. Um, and uh, and and yeah, it's. Great power comes great responsibility. So, and you know, in this universe, I assume Uncle Ben never existed. We talked. To, I think Alex no, had Alex noted that he was in there somewhere, not physically, but he was there, right? Yeah, he's in there because uh, when he packs up that suitcase for No Way, uh, whatever it was, what was the second movie? Far from uh, home. Far from home. Far from home. Yeah, the, the suitcase he used belonged to a Benjamin Parker. Okay. So we just never saw this. We never saw him. We didn't need Parker, to see him. So. And he didn't die because of Peter. As far as we Probably know. Probably not. Yeah. That we know of. That we know but, of. 
Uh, that we know of. So, yeah, so, yeah, Aunt May, Aunt May dies. She gives a speech. But it was really her own fault because she was trying to reform uh, Willem Dafoe. If she would have been like, Peter, you got to get rid of this guy. He's a nut job. What do, I, what, what do I say about that? You can't reform criminals. So there you you can't, well, except for in... <laughs> Uh, four out of five criminals you can reform, evidently. Yeah, four out of five you can. This, this movie proved that. I thought that was funny, though, that, again, Jamie Foxx, Electro, seemed like he was the most uh, intoxicated by the new universe that he was in. He's like, this is a different kind of power. I love it, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden he gets you know his power taken away, and he's just like, ah, shucks, so well. You know, he, there was never any... You know, there was there was never any sign other than Willem Dafoe that these guys were really evil. You know, it was the power yeah. that was making them evil, as opposed to no, I can't believe you. You took the power away from me. I want it back. I'm going to fight you, and I end up jump falling off the Statue of Liberty, which is being uh, a big shield being put on it for some reason, um, <laughs> which they never explained really. But what and did and not to harken back too much on Hawkeye, uh, there was there a callback to that or a callback kind of in that uh yeah. where yelena was talking to uh kate bishop and yeah she said it yeah yeah and she said the new the whatever the new fancy new statue the new and improved statue of liberty she said yeah. that yeah yeah she said it when they're talking in her apartment oh so and, that was before we even knew here's something uh i would also kind of think we missed a piece of dialogue at some point in all of this uh, that, uh, you know, at some point there should have been a news report that Steve Rogers has died. You know, old Steve Rogers. He went back in time. He's lived his life. He's in his 80s. He's in his 90s, whatever it is. You think that's and Steve why Rogers has died. had the thing? Is that why, you think? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is like that's Well, that's why we got the Rogers musical. Oh, was it? It wasn't called The Avengers. It was called Rogers. Right. Right? So my, my assumption was that, you know, he he's he's died and like this is them like celebrating steve rogers you know gotcha. as as you know the the greatest generations you know captain epitome no, of, captain of manhood America. okay so yeah maybe I, I didn't think of it that way but that's right um i think i think another thing about this movie i i thought was really uh really enjoyable that was the fact that i really didn't think the seed these Spider-Mans get so much play. I thought we would yeah, see them I agree. pop in for like, uh, you know, five minutes, give a little speech and then, you know, no, I don't have my powers anymore. Or, you know, and, and, you know, you got, you can do it, Peter. We have faith in you right, and right. Send, send Tom Holland out to do his thing. And then they would fade off in the distance with, you know, leaving him with encouraging words. But so, the way it all played out and giving them as much screen time and the banter between them all and, you know, the, the Easter eggs about their own movies, uh, it was just, to me, it was phenomenal the way they did it. And, you know, and I, I told you this, Brad, spectacular, was, even amazing, superior, amazing. What I thought was interesting too. And I, and it was kind of a, I want to say it was kind of like trolling people was when Toby Maguire appeared he was in his street clothes and i even thought oh he's not gonna ever he's not putting right. on his costume you know it's just he's gonna say something like he's retired and and i know you know i i bet half the people out there thought the same thing too you know oh toby's lost his powers he's not gonna be spider-man but you know 
lo and behold, you know, he's got his costume on and we see him in it. So even within the movie itself, they were giving you surprises. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you didn't expect that. And you're watching Tobey Maguire, but you didn't expect him on the have the suit on and here he is all you know 10 minutes later he's putting the suit on so i don't know it was to me it was like a surprise after surprise after surprise and you know it was just never wanted really to well end. done no it was just really well done well let me uh, and, and when we introduce the other two spider-men that kind of brings us back to the spell and and like the the lack of of logic around the spell because the spell we're told the spell brought anybody that knew who Peter, the Peter Parker was Spider-Man to this universe. Right. But it also brought the Spider-Man too. like, so it's kind of like, well, well, how did, that's not really the rules of they, what they knew. They were Peter Parker. They knew they were Peter Parker. So I, I am, I know I'm Spider-Man. I know that. You so, don't know me. But the thing is, is Electro didn't know Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So how'd he get them? Oh, no. yeah, that's true. Electro didn't know. No, he didn't know. He even, he even says. Yeah. Yeah, he even says at the end. They make a point of it oh, that he didn't right. know yeah, that's Peter, a good, was, yeah, that's it. Peter yeah. was Spider-Man. Yeah, so that was kind of weird. In that All right. It's far, so. This House of it's Cards is falling apart quickly, Podman Ron. This piece no, of shit no, movie is going to be going down a notch. Nope, not at all. All right. Uh, but it, so plot holes aside, and you know, giant night fight at the end of the movie aside, uh, what I was telling Podman Ryan is like, yeah, again, I enjoyed this movie. There are as many flaws in this as there are in any superhero movie, I suspect. But uh, uh, it just depends on if you want to decide to like it or not. I, I did like this movie, I did think it was too long. Um, you think every movie is too long, Brad? I do. You're right because <laughs> it's like you're just really. Dr- I, I would have liked after, this if it's not if it's over ninety minutes. Ninety minutes Brad is right it's too long. Yeah, eighty four preferably. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they could have. I could have been happier with this, maybe with two movies, maybe. Well, I almost. I'm glad you said because I almost feel two like it movies. is two movies. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has a, a switching. Yeah. It's got like it's almost like Endgame and and yeah. um, uh, Infinity War, right? Like the Infinity War ends when May dies, right? And right. then uh, you get the Peter show. You know the that you realize that uh, you know Peter's completely defeated, May's dead, right? Uh, and then you realize that the other two Spider Man are in the universe, and you know you're going to get round two. Right? It, it does. It feels like two movies. Or, like it, it could have been. Even uh, Dark Knight, you know, when yeah. uh, What's-Her-Face Maggie Gyllenhaal dies and he's moping around sad and looking around and all that kind of stuff. But you're like, all right, roll credits. And then you're like, oh, no, there's another hour left in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I, oh, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it, it definitely felt like two movies uh, from that standpoint to me. Uh, I do like the fact that where we end with this film uh, is now your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It's the Spider-Man that has existed in comics forever. He has none of the resources, right? He's not in MIT. He's taking his, his, he's taking his GED, right? Uh, This universe, it's very likely he would go work for the daily bugle. Right. And we actually, did you guys pick up on this? Like uh, um, uh, J. Jonah Jameson had a little bit of an arc because it shows, in, like it shows without the the news feed in the background, he's just like like doing his broadcast out of a basement, 
Right, right, yeah. right. And then late later on, it shows him he's in this like million dollar studio, right? Cause, so it's like you've seen the rise of J. Jonah Jameson as well through this. Oh, um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson became famous because of uh, because of the the stuff he was doing with Spider Man. Like that's what got him, you know, got him noticed. That's why he's that's why he's obsessed with Spider Man is because that's where all his fame is tied to. You know. So, but um, yeah, in this world, you can see Peter working for Jameson, right? And and, stay close to what's going on there, what he's trying to do up on him. So, talk a little bit about the ending, then uh, a little bit. So, uh, big boss battles. Everybody gets sent back to their uh, appropriate universe. Um, And uh, I believe PMR has an issue with that too. Uh Oh, what's that? The fact that he's killing them to send them back to their universe. Yeah, that makes no sense. I mean, they're going to die. Yeah, they're going to die anyway. So you just killed your aunt because, okay, so they're going to send Doc Ock back to the moment because he said, I I got blipped from the moment I was about to die. So when he goes back as good, he's going to be drowning with the sun, you know? (laughs) What the fuck, you know? Peter Same with Green Goblin. You know, he's going to be getting impaled with his uh, glider. He's good, but hey, wait, Peter, I'm good. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a moot thing. I mean, it's like three eh. out of five. <laughs> Knock it yeah. down one more notch there. This move, this one script made no sense whatsoever. But, yeah, but, I mean, it could do something else. I mean, it could. Things could change. Probably not, though. They're probably they are all all dead, including Tobey Maguire. Probably went back to his universe and bled to death, right? No, Brian had. A, I will say this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Brian tell it because I think it's a good Nostradamus prediction. I got two. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but I like one definitely, and I think they're gonna do this one because the more I thought about it, Tom Holland said something the other day about producing this type of movie. So go ahead, Brian, with what you go ahead uh, with your bad nursery by myself. What's your prediction? Alright, so do we want Toby or Gar or Andrew? Do we want Toby, Toby right? first. Toby. Do the Toby one first. Alright, so yeah, so we're uh Sony is in the Spider Man business, right? I mean they've been right. trying to get in the Spider Man business for a while with Venom and Morbius and, and all this so other stuff, seven, right? Yep. Well, now they got two Spider-Men that that are not tied to the MCU, which they've wanted the whole time, right? Right. Uh, To go spin off more Spider-Man movies if they want to. So uh, two Spider-Man movies that would be easy to spin off. Well, uh, Tobey Maguire, you know, he's he's in his 40s now, right? You got Tobey. He said that him and MJ figured out a way to make it work. Right. Uh, And in that comes uh, uh, May Day Parker, Ah. right? Which was their Spider daughter, Girl. Spider Girl. Okay. So she was a great character in the '90s. She was part of the uh, what was it, Marvel Two line, where it was the future of the Marvel Universe. And yeah, uh, and then she was so popular, even though when the rest of that stuff got canceled, she stayed. Yeah, she was a really good right. character. So and that she would was, be an easy thing where she could be developed in that universe and come over into the MCU universe. And we talked about that the other day, and I was thinking about the day after Brian had said that. Uh, the other day, 
Tom Holland made the news saying that he wanted to produce a Spider Girl um, movie. So I was like, oh, well, there you go. He's already, it's already kind of, someone's thought about writing him, that. It's writing itself. Yeah, it really kind of is. I mean, so. And, and so you can have Mayday Parker, you can have Aunt May. It's almost like Batman Beyond, not Aunt May, you can have MJ. It's almost like Batman Beyond to an extent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then she had her own, like you had, she, the universe she was in, you had the second generations of all these villains and heroes now, like Juggernaut had a kid, right? Um, There's all these different characters, and like that was one of her villains was Juggernaut's son. Um, but you had all of these different characters that were fleshed out of this generation, right? Uh, so uh, that would be something uh, easy to do and something they could keep on the side and make more Spider-Man movies without having to worry about the MCU in any way, shape, or form, right? That's one. My second one is, and Brad, you said this, like everybody has fallen in love with Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. now. Right, they've loved yeah. his performance. That's what everybody's talking about. Uh, like they want Spider-Man Three, Amazing Spider-Man Three. So, uh, and in back up for a second, when the sky's cracking open, right, and Doctor Strange is like, "I'm trying to hold him back, but I, you know, I, I can't hold him forever." You know, say your goodbyes, make it quick, whatever. Uh, you can see. In the in the the crack, the the images and the outlines of different characters, right, right. and you can see Craven the Hunter in the sky, and you, you can see Rhino, not the the armor suit, but the, the you know the, the actual Rhino suit. Right. So you see them in the sky, and they've already said that they've cast Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter for a standalone movie. But who really wants to see a Craven the Hunter movie? No one, right? I mean, uh, the Venom movies, and that's Venom, and they're they're kind of you know middling to par at best, right? right? So if you've already got Aaron Taylor Johnson there and Craven, and he should make a great Craven, and you've got Andrew Garfield, who everybody's now clamoring for a third film, why wouldn't you just fuse those two together and make it Craven's last hunt? Yeah. And so now you have Aaron, you have Craven versus Andrew Garfield, and, and Andrew Garfield said that you know he he stopped pulling punches, you know he he was he was angry, he was grieving, all that kind of stuff. Who's to say he didn't paralyze somebody? Who's to say he didn't actually kill somebody? Right? And and so he he injures the wrong person, paralyzes the wrong person, whatever, and their parents hire Craven the Hunter to kill him. Okay, I like that. And so you got Craven's Last Hunt, and you could go dark with it, right? I mean, you've got you've already so if you wanted to go kind of like Dark Knight and have like a little grittier Spider-Man, right? You could do Craven's Last Hunt and even have the whole scene where Craven wins, Peter's in you know buried in the grave, right? You know, and Craven, Craven, you know, he's he's killed the greatest prey, you know, he, he's he's and he kills himself, right? You could even do you could do that, and then still have Peter like. You know, dig his way out of the grave. You can see his hand come up out of the grave, kind of like uh, Evil Dead, right? But, uh, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I just wonder if, you know, again, everybody loves seeing all these guys together because they were together, but 
you know, how exciting would they be in, a, in another movie? You know, was everybody just in love with Andrew Garfield because he, he he was great in this, but he was great because he was playing off of the other guys. You know, just the situation. Yeah. Well, you got to, he got, he had more meat to the role because it's post Gwen's death, right? Right. She died, but you didn't get a chance to see like the, the long-term effect on him. Now you did, Right. right? So he gets he gets a better part to play. He gets a better role because now he's getting to play Peter after Gwen's death. Well, and here's so, another thing: <clears throat> you've got we've got what almost sixty years of Spider-Man stories. So in, you you've only get what a movie every three years. I mean, there are so many Spider-Man stories out there that they could do any of these stories from the past and and tie it to another spider-man universe right. i mean and sony could do because i've always said and, and we all have that the mcu spider-man is definitely not like the comic book spider-man i mean because he was so influenced by the avengers and stuff they're trying to correct that a little bit towards the end they yeah. you know kind of starting the status quo a little bit but but still he's still kind of different so you can do sony like brian said you know sony's been trying to get a spider-man movie all their own for years and they haven't been able to do it this is a way they could start a spider-man universe again and and do it and do one of those stories and and hopefully it'll stick to landing this time but you know so so when we so bad guys get defeated multiverses get corrected all that kind of stuff and uh, Doctor Strange comes and he says, there, or Spider-Man says, hey, the only way to get rid of everybody is to make everybody forget Peter Parker, period. Right? Not just forget Peter Parker and Spider-Man, but just forget Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Spider-Man, forget Peter Parker. Forget Peter Parker. Uh, which at this point, it's like, yeah, his, his aunts died and all this stuff. What's he, what's he got to lose, right? Uh, so he said so they do that, and... Everything kind of resets after that, right? So uh, MJ, Ned, Happy, none of these people know who he is, right? Right. And he he doesn't have his uh, fancy suits anymore, so he goes to sewing, just like uh, we said. Goes back to the real roots of Spider-Man. He sews his own costume, does a great job of it. Uh, We'll see if he keeps the eyes, the Tony Stark eyes, because that'll be disappointing if, if the eyes go away, right? Yeah, I think you know, he would probably salvage that from his from his uh, initial suit. He'll have to he have to so. do that, I think. Uh, but yeah, he's I, grassroots Spider Man now, friendly neighborhood Spider Man. He's, he's grassroots. I feel like there was there's one major missed opportunity. You know, we saw, we clamored, and we begged, and we finally got uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson back right in Far From Home. Yeah. It, I feel like at the end, um, when he rents that apartment, I wish it had been Mr. Ditkovich was renting him that apartment. Right. That would have been fantastic, <laughs> even if it was just the voice. Right. That would even if, cool. it, if it was just the voice, you know, of, uh, uh, you know, don't be late, you know, that, that guy that played right. Ditkovich. But, uh, but yeah, that would be, 
I was like, man, that, they should have just done that. I mean, I'm sure he didn't have anything to do. He could have just done the voiceover work in a day. He could have just done that, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, because it even kind of resembled the apartment that Peter rented yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in uh, the original Spider-Man films. Uh, so. And he seems to be at peace with it. He knows that MJ doesn't know who he is. He goes and sees her and is going to hit on her and then decides, uh, let things happen naturally, sort of. And, uh, yeah, he seems like he's going to be happy-go-lucky on his own Spider-Man. What, what, what stories do you think they're going to borrow from? Are they going to go kind of back in time and borrow from earlier Spider-Man stories or still do something like Craven's Last Hunt? Uh, but, well, I again, think, have to change it around. I, I think the whole point, you know, we know that we've got Secret War coming up, and now you've got the, the piece of Venom's costume in uh, the yeah. MCU, right? I think you're you're getting some version of Black Costume Spider-Man, but a Secret Wars version of that, okay. right? Uh, also, re, uh, redoing the universes, or everybody forgetting Peter Parker or the Peter Parker half of this. Now, from an Avenger standpoint, it's kind of like the status quo. He was never an Avenger, right. right? They didn't. He helped on these adventures, but he wasn't an Avenger, and nobody knew who he was under the mask, right? Right. So even that, like even that, he's been kind of like pushed back down into that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, category as well. You know, he's there; he'll help out in a pinch, but he's not an Avenger. Um, but yeah, I think I think with with the the symbiote and Secret Wars on the on the horizon and all that kind of stuff, uh, you'll get that to an extent. Um, you could also do. Uh, the clone stuff. I mean, you could go in and say, "All right, well, uh, you've get now you introduce Gwen Stacy, right? And then you introduce the Jackal, right? Right? And you can do uh, the whole clone saga, Peter. You know, uh, um, wait a minute. It's something, it's something you just said, Brian. So, so do the Avenger? Does the world know that Spider Man exists? Yeah, everyone knows Spider Man exists. But they don't know who's under the mask. Right. Okay. So he's still an Avenger, though. No, 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 no. Because think about it. He's not. He's not an Avenger because if you're an Avenger, if you're, uh, you know, Cap or you're Clint, right? right? You know, Spider-Man helped out during Civil hmm, War. Interesting. But you don't know who he is, and you don't know how he. And Tony's dead, so you don't know how he got brought into Civil War. You know, he was there. But he was never a charter member of the Avengers, right? Okay, maybe. So it's, that's kind of the way Spider-Man was for 50 years, right? right? Right, He was never an Avenger. If there was some big crisis, he would show up for it. Right. But he was never an Avenger, so they've kind of established that status quo as well. Okay. So. All right. Well, I guess I'll buy that. I'll buy that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You just got me to thinking of something, Brian. I didn't think about it before, but you're right about the Venom. Maybe we'll, we'll see a true origin of Venom in the Marvel Universe where, well, I guess we did see that in Spider-Man 3. That, yeah. Yeah, Tobey Maguire was wearing the suit, yeah. the black suit. So, okay, my bad. Um, I just don't understand but, what they're... Well, let me, let me, I'll give it, I'll, 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 I'll flesh this out for you for like the, what you do with black, with black costume Spider-Man. And if Tom Holland comes back is he's lost his mooring, right? He, he, he doesn't have Ned. Right. He doesn't have MJ and he doesn't have Aunt May. 
So he 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 doesn't have the the that foundation that's going to keep him grounded, uh, and the symbiote is going to feed on that, okay. right? And so that's that's where the conflict comes in with the black suit and, and venom and the symbiote and everything. So. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. I just don't understand Sony's reasoning behind having that terrible Venom movie. In it know, is weird, and right? It's weird. I, I would, that, I would that, have liked to seen him the Venom movie being the MCU, but not in the MCU proper, but in the Sony portion of it. You didn't right, have right. to. He never had to interact with any of the MCU characters, but he could interact with Tom Holland because that's a Sony property. And it would have been just fine because, yeah. you know, just like Spider-Man in the comic books, you never saw Doc Ock in an Avengers comic book fighting the Avengers because that was Spider-Man's villain. He still existed in the universe, but you never saw him in there. Even though they so, were in the same city. Right. So I always <laughs> thought that that's what Sony would have eventually yeah. done with this. But now they've said that this is a venom from another universe or another multiverse. So, yeah, the, see that that was weird to me. Like that was another head scratcher for me. At the end, it's like, okay, you went through all of this, and yeah. again, why did, why was Venom pulled over? He didn't know who Peter Parker was. That's right. another reason. Yeah, you're exactly right. right. He didn't right. know who Peter Parker is. Why did he, why did he get pulled over? And why the hell did they send him back? You finally got him here. <laughs> you finally get him in there, and then you pop him. Up. Well, I guess maybe just so they can, you know, maybe do a better, a different, better version of of Venom for oh. Tom Holland. But I was uh, thinking that, and this may, I'm going to try to get it in here, just so I can try to beat you to the punch, Brian. If this is your prediction, is that we know, or we think at least, uh, that Venom and Morbius. Are in the same universe. Exactly what I was about to say. And then we've seen in the Morbius trailer the sound, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So maybe and the, and all, the Vulture and the Michael Keaton. Vulture. And the, oh, that's right. That's so it can yeah. be. Okay, shit, that blew that theory. Then I was thinking that they would create the uh, Spider Girl. You know, the Tobey Maguire universe would be Tobey Maguire, May Parker, Spider Girl. And uh, Morbius and Tom Hardy Venom, but yeah, having the vulture there kind of screws that pooch. Yeah, so it's either and and, and he and he walks past that that picture of Spider Man and it says murderer across it, so you're thinking they're referencing you know him killing Mysterio, right? So it's like, yeah, who knows? But Morbius says you know name uh, checks Venom. Right. So it's like, what the hell's going on here? Like, you got you got Vulture, you got Venom, you got Morbius, you got uh, what? Yeah, it's I don't I don't understand. It's it's almost like I wonder if they're going to go and redact some of that stuff. They shot stuff thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. we'll be in the universe, and they're getting told, oh no, you're not in the universe. And they're going to have to go pull that stuff out. Yeah, if you so. get the Michael Key, get Vulture out of there, then. You could have that own little pocket universe and right. do what you want with it. And now you've established the symbiote in uh, Tom Holland's universe. So, yeah, move yeah. forward with that and maybe cast it a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But no. Who knows what they're going to do. So. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why they Sony goes through all this and, and then just – Oh, well, sends Tom Holland back, or sends uh, um, Tom Hardy yeah. back. 
Yeah, because it's like, now, what are you going to do with this Venom? No one wants to see a Venom in a, that Venom if he's never going to fight Spider-Man. <laughs> right. I mean, it's... Uh, or Morbius. Um, Who wants to see Morbius, period? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm not well, a Morbius fan, but I actually think that movie don't look that bad. I'll probably be definitely proven wrong, but... Oh, uh, yeah, you'll I be proven say, wrong. <laughs> I would say if it had a Spider-Man tie-in, then, you know, and he, Morbius is the main bad guy who turns good at the end like they all do. But I, just by himself, I'm like, I am so uninterested in that. Especially considering, considering we're fixing to get an MCU blade. Right. <laughs> just very odd. So uh, let me uh, – here's, here's uh, again, like I see this absolutely happening. Uh, Morbius is going to be it, – it's not going to perform. Right, it's gonna be it's gonna be your Ghost Rider, you know. Um, so when it doesn't perform, and you've got everybody still in this uh, afterglow of uh, um, Andrew Garfield Spider Man, and and you've got Craven the Hunter in in you know uh, production or pre production. Right. How long before people start connecting those dots and go well? You know, Cra- uh, Mor- uh, Morbius wasn't strong enough to carry a film. Craven definitely ain't strong enough to carry yeah. a film. He doesn't even have superpowers. Uh, what do we do to shine this turd? We got a good act. Oh. Yeah. It's Craven's last hunt. Throw him in there. Yeah, I agree. I'll go for that. So. All right. Uh, rating time. Podman Ron, what do you give this 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 movie? If you're relegated to only five. Oh, well, shit. I gave Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters a six. Yep. Much better than Ghostbusters. <laughs> Shang-Chi a five. Ghostbusters a six. So I guess I got to give this a seven out of five. I would go yeah, higher. He, he broke the rating. He yeah. broke the rating system with Shang-Chi. Yeah. Oh, I didn't break it. It was, you broke it. You it broke it from awesome. a common sense standpoint. No, I, <laughs> I gave Ghostbusters a six out of five because I love that movie. Yeah, so fair enough. I, I I love that enthusiasm. But then I came to this movie. Yeah, and this movie was even better than Ghostbusters. Right. So I got to give this movie like a seven out of five. That sounds reasonable to me. I mean. I will see. So I, I would see this movie like a hundred times. Will you buy this when it comes out in electronic? Will you buy it? No, but I'll watch it. All <laughs> then that's a four. <laughs> that's a four. No, 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 no. I would watch it multiple times as a five. Right. You just don't want to own it. You don't want to buy the still I don't own any of them anymore. I, I don't He'll watch it multiple times as long as he can find it free somewhere. <laughs> right. To be here, I come. So yeah, exactly. All right, so. a seven out of five. Is that what we are in to understand your final rating? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I will. I will try stick within the rating system. I will give it a five out of five. What? What? That's a Brad Grant five out of five. Again, I Have enjoyed we ever, it. Ever gave a five out of five to a normal movie? Uh, Saxon Irish Justice League. Yeah. Man of Steel. I've given plenty of fives out there. I don't recall you ever giving a five out of five to a normal movie. I I enjoyed this movie. I think it had, again, it has 
my tolerance of superhero movies is wearing thin nowadays. So it had just as many goofy things, and we've pointed out plenty of them right now, uh, as any movies. But again, almost the, uh, the the nostalgia part of it, I guess, got to me having the, the Spider-Man in there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and again, I would say that the storytelling, although in some places don't make sense, Overall, I liked it a lot better, and, and Brian, you kind of nailed it when you talked about Ned and MJ. Is like, okay, well, they, you know, they weren't just falling off of a building for no reason, or uh, you know, uh, the the bad guy, the Sandman, just randomly picks up a person. Oh, it happens to be MJ that he picks up and yeah. takes to the Empire State yeah. Building or whatever type of stuff. That they were there, and there was a reason why they ended up on. Statue of Liberty, and it kind of makes it. Oh, before we leave that though, so is Ned magical? I'm glad you came back to Ned. Thank you, thank you. I almost forgot about that. So, yeah, so I'm glad let, you came let's back to Ned. let's. So, so all of those flaws aside, yes, this was an enjoyable movie and one that I may watch again when I have time. What was going on with Ned's grandmother and Andrew Garfield? You think they have an affair? Did you catch? There was like this whole. There was this whole thing. Like she was giving him singles. Like she uh, signals. She was DTF. Yeah, she. Ned's grandma was DTF, and it it was like I don't know. uh, I was like to the point where I was like, was she in one of the other movies or something? (laughs) Maybe she she was in there. Why is she mugging him like this? Why is she giving him those those bedroom eyes? Right, right. It was weird. It was weird. Um. But yeah, so uh, Ned's apparently got. Uh, he said, "You know, magic runs in his family, right?" Right. Um, but I've got you know that actor lost like a hundred pounds, right? Um, I think at one point it was proposed to him: if we can't get Willem Dafoe, mm. you got a shot at being Hobgoblin, right? But you got to get in shape for it. Nah. So. I think uh, that was that was probably in a production meeting at some point. Is that right. we're trying for Willem Dafoe, but if we can't get him, we're going to turn you, you into know, the Hobgoblin. We're, we're going to turn you into the Hobgoblin. Gotcha. So. But but the magic part of it is he he got the sling ring. Uh, does the sling ring? Can anybody use a sling ring? Or do no, you, have you to gotta have, have magic to use power? it. Okay, so yeah. is Ned? Does he? I guess he probably doesn't remember he has magical powers. Now, maybe I don't know. So okay, yes, so here's the point. Yeah, so do does Ned and MJ remember? Oh my God, remember that? Uh, yeah, last week when we were on top of the Statue of Liberty, and Spider Man was swinging around, and we don't know yeah. who he was. Do they have memory of that? Well, I mean, uh, here's the thing: like when they forgot, they were still on Ellis Island. <laughs> right, right. How did we get right? there? So it's like, how the hell did we get on Ellis Island? Uh, well, what's all this rubble? Like, so you, you, they gotta have it remembered right. something, or maybe they forgot slowly over time. Like they immediately forgot Peter, and then they started to forget things. Things that revolved yeah. around key incidences became more hazy, but they definitely did not say any of that. Right, no, no, so, we're making a uh, lot of assumptions. Just loosey goosey with the magic again. Little loosey, so. just like uh, I mentioned this to Podman Ron afterward. That um, 
Just like we're making a lot of assumptions here, all the fanboys and people were nerding out about the uh, the mystical black suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, fanboys. There's no Mephisto, and there's no mystical black suit. Okay, people? It's the inside out. Inside out. Um, so, so, again, going back to Ned, do we think that Ned is going to end up, and maybe, maybe it will make it more uh, uh, impactful that... Um, Tom Holland knows who Ned is. Ned doesn't know. Or Sp- Peter Parker knows who Ned is. Ned doesn't know who Peter Parker is. Ned remembers that he has some magical stuff. Ned turns evil. Peter Parker has to fight Ned. Yeah, you could do like that, that as well. No, yeah, you could do that as well. Or you could do, you know, the Hobgoblin. You could do a version of the Hobgoblin that's mystical. Right, right. Right. He's not riding a, a goblin glider that's mechanical and throwing pumpkin bombs. It's. He's doing something along those lines that's a mystical. Kind of like when uh, uh, Mark Wade took over Fantastic Four and he kind of soft-rebooted Doctor Doom, right? And it was Doctor Doom, but he was wearing the leather armor and he was he was casting spells and that sort of thing. He had abandoned the, the, the um, technology side. And he, his, his mother was a witch, so he embraced that part. Right uh, uh, for Doctor Doom, so you can kind of do that sort of thing where it's it's not it's not Green Goblin, right? right but it's, it's Hobgoblin. Yeah. it's different. It's it's similar but different. Gotcha. So, all right, uh, Brian, what do you give this movie? I give it five out of five. However, oh, it is not the best Spider-Man movie. What? What? What, what is the best Spider-Man movie? He's going to say Into the Spider-Verse. Into Everybody the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. You got you know, you to break away animated from live action, Brian. Thank you, Brian. It's the best live action, okay. but it is not the best Spider-Man film. I'll take that. Okay, fine. Uh, let's talk in the last few minutes here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we yep, see we got that as a... We saw the, the uh, Tom Hardy Venom thing, uh, mid credit scene. He gets zapped back, a little bit of Venom left behind, so hopefully that gives us Venom in the Tom Holland universe. And then we see the trailer. Oh, oh. We see the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. <sighs> yeah. I don't know what they're doing with Doctor Strange. They had yeah, the, I don't know either. They had the perfect uh, human cast as Doctor Strange, and they just don't know what to do with him, I don't think. What are you talking yeah. about? What, what, what? I just can't get into Doctor Strange. I think their first misstep was not just making him British. I mean, why the hell wouldn't you just make him British? Why make him, why make him do a, 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 an American why, accent? Why, why would you make him British? I mean, Because he is British. What? what? Not in the comic book, he isn't. He's no, American. but the actor is. But do, does Stephen Strange need to be American? Right. Like, Peter Parker kind of needs wrong, to be from, but, yeah. But what's wrong with his, the way he talks? I mean, I, no. I don't, there's. It's I mean, all of it. He's, it's one, like, his accent, his American accent is nowhere near as good as Tom Holland's American accent. Of the two of them, they're both supposed to be New Yorkers. Does Doctor Strange come across to you as a New Yorker? Not I mean, I really. really okay. He comes. He comes across as an arrogant dude. I mean, I don't. He's oh, like proper but, English guy. I mean, not English, but proper. You know, like a doctor, like a well-to-do doctor. And I mean, I then you've got I mean. the wig. You got the whole wig thing going well, on. That I don't understand. But <laughs> uh, I don't get that. And 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 like I said earlier, like he he 
uh, he doesn't have a, a his his motivation changes from scene to scene. Like right. sometimes he's he's trying to you know crack wise. Sometimes he's being a dick. Sometimes you know he's like let him die. No, I gotta save him. It's like what the hell? Like like pick a pick yeah. a lane. You know, so he doesn't really have a well defined motivation motivation or character, right? And now we're going to head into this whole movie, and you thought, as we see this trailer, you thought it was going to be Scarlet Witch was the bad guy, right? I mean, that right. was well, that was what she we probably were, still will be the bad guy in my prediction. Well, or he's going to be the bad guy, or he's going to be the bad guy. So, so here's so you've got. What we're presented with is he goes to Scarlet Witch to help him with the you know the crisis, right. and that the it's all coming out of what if it's the evil Doctor Strange from what if is the threat. So now you've got Doctor Strange who's not really well defined and, and kind of all over the place, and he's going to fight himself, which we just saw at the end of of, of Wandavision. And it's like uh, he's not a strong enough character on his yeah. own to play both the good guy and the bad guy. So it's weird. The, well, this thing's honestly, I I feel like the character himself is he's just he's very smug. He's obnoxious. Smug. He's he's always been he's always been the best. He excelled at being the, the sorcerer supreme, but then lost it. During during the uh, end game, he came back. He's no longer Sorcerer Supreme. I think you're going to find out in this movie that he resents Wong. I mean, he kind of got a taste of that in this, right? But in a joking way. But I don't think it was all joke joke. And it's going to be revealed that he does have a his arrogance is you know led him to do what he did with Spider Man, and it's led it to cause all the trouble in the in his movie that's coming up. So he goes, gets Wanda. I think she's going to be turned bad. I, I, I think it's all red herring with, you know, his evil twin and Baron Mordo and all that. I think Wanda's going to be the real villain on all this. I think they're just, I don't know what that humming is. Um, I think she, she's going to be the real villain in all this. I kind of like, the way he's portraying Doctor Strange, I've never been a big Doctor Strange fan, so I don't really understand. I, I've, I don't know what his personality is in the comic book. But I don't know. This movie looks a little bit better than the first movie. I, I didn't like the first Doctor Strange movie. I mean, yeah. I tolerated it, but you know, it just, I, I can't watch it again. I mean, I would like to try to watch it again. So. I'd probably fast forward uh, through. You know, the, fast forward to the part where he goes to. Whatever Shung Li or whatever, but uh, not Kun Loon. Kun but, Loon, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would like to. I, I would like <clears throat> for him. Again, they seem like they're trying to set him up as the Tony Stark, so to speak. You know, not just the, in, arrogant, the goatee, the but arrogant, yeah, yeah. You know, but, that type thing. But there's something with the Tony Stark. Maybe Brian, that you said it, that the the unevenness. Of Doctor Strange, where he, he at one point he's the all-knowing and he knows everything, and he's this Weisenheimer there, and then uh, yeah, just a weird 
weird uh, vibe from him. Then he wants to be a smart ass or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but we get America Chavez, or who is, I have no idea who this is, but we see a, a brief shot of her in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know what the hell that, who is that? I mean, I know who she is in the comic book, but I, I don't even know who she is in the origin. comic book. I have never knew what her origin was. Brian? Well, hang on, I don't either. Hang on. <laughs> So we see anybody, what else in the trailer that we saw? We saw a lot of special effects. She's Miss that. America. Like Miss Captain America. Is that what? Uh, yeah. Trying to see what her, what her powers are. So she's a young Latino female Captain America. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, powers and abilities. Chavez possesses superhuman strength. Durability and the power of flight. Chavez also has the power to kick open star-shaped holes in reality. Oh, okay. Allowing her and her teammates to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. Then that that sounds like a good fit, right? That sounds like an added-on superpower to me. That somebody said, well, we got to do something else for her. She can fly and she's strong. Well, let her kick on the holes that are star-shaped and people can jump through them. No, yeah, not bad. Kick a hole in the universe. Why not? Uh, yeah, I think the saving grace of this, uh, of the uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, is probably going to be the the cameo stuff, yeah. right? And the Easter egg stuff. So I'm sure you're going to get a snippet of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. You'll get a snippet of Miles Morales. Spider-Man. Uh, I honestly, it, it would honestly be okay with me if the snippet of Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man was animated. Oh my! You know, God. Some, back to the animated like, again. I'm just right. saying. Like, I think that would be <laughs> that would be That'd if be you, you could do it in a way that it would be, uh, you know, interesting. The, um, but yeah, I think you're going to see snippets of all these other hinted at universes. Um, even maybe even some like just like comic book universes, you yeah. know, like like just that haven't even appeared in the MCU yet, right? Right. But famous great. like comic yeah. book scenes, right? Um, uh, which that'd be kind of cool to kind of come up with like an, uh, a list of stuff you'd like to see wedged into the multiverse of madness. Yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, I think I think that's going to be the money shot of this is is like that scene where you get to see all these other intersecting universes. Um, but you know, uh, Kang's not a part of this from it, what we can see. It doesn't seem right? like it, which is weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. Weird. Cause the, the whole multiverse thing started in Loki, you know, but it doesn't seem like Kang's in this. It doesn't seem like it, it seems like all this is, is, is happening because of, uh, uh, either the spell he cast in far from home or no way home or, or the ripple effect. Right. Uh, I think you will see Loki in this film. I think that's that's kind yeah. of a given at this point. I know they said he wasn't going to be back in any MCU movies. He was done in the MCU movie universe. I don't think that's happening. I think you're getting Loki in this. Um, but, yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm worried about this film. So, I worry about it, too. Plug Man Ron, not worried about a thing. Uh, I'm worried we're going to get a, a uh, film version of... Uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh God! Where it's just going to be a mishmash, like just you know, just a bunch of shit here? thrown at a wall. Yeah. Okay. So. God, that that show is just terrible. 
All right. So what's what's next here? Uh, we've got Hawkeye's over with, Spider Man's over with. What do we have to look forward to in the next month or so? You know, I was looking at the schedule. I mean, there's like three movies coming out next year, and then a the like three or four Disney Plus. Uh, you got to hand it to MCU. They they have really got the whole year, you know, just peppered with a combination of TVs. TV shows and the movies, TV shows, and the movies where you'll, you know, you're not going to forget the MCU exists anytime soon. It's, it's always going to be in your face. Well, they, they certainly ended the year off strong. I would say with Hawkeye and Spider-Man, hopefully they will continue that with Dr. Strange and, uh, well, I think, the next, I, I think the next one is either Miss Marvel. I think, that's going to be out either Miss Marvel or She Hulk. I cannot think. Of I think it's She Hulk first. <clears throat> so I hope it's She Hulk first because if it's Miss Marvel, it's. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, well, as far as what's next for MCU, yeah, it's it's uh, universe, uh, multiverse of madness, um, Guardians. Wakanda. No, it's Wakanda. Wakanda. Uh, no, no, Wakanda. Like it's it's uh, they pause production. And we're, they're probably going to have to get a major like uh, reshoot on this. Like basically go back to square one because they're saying like Letitia Wright is she got hurt on set. Right. They keep delay. They kept delaying trying to shoot around her to get her back. She's still not back. They've shut down on production. Now you've got Chadwick Boseman's brother saying, <laughs> you know, Chadwick would, 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 yeah, Chadwick would be fine if you recast. T'Challa <laughs> needs to exist in this universe. So now you've got his brother saying recast. I wonder how much of that is like Marvel going, hey, uh, Right. We weren't going to recast, but what would you think if we did? You know, it's like, I you think they're what? like floating that idea. <laughs> And, and I think they should recast. You know, T'Challa's been around for, I mean, 50 years. I mean, Chadwick Boseman did an excellent job. But, you know, this, he, he I think he's right. I think he would want the, the legacy of this character to live on. And, you know, they need to recast it. And just, they can say you got a facelift or something. I don't know. They don't have to say anything. <laughs> Do the Michael Knight? <laughs> yeah, they could do the dun, Michael Knight. I actually dun. watched the first episode of Knight Rider the other day. On Netflix? Ah. Yes, on I, Netflix. I, I did as well. Oh, my God. You'll have to say I, that. I got to say, I was pretty impressed that they got the guy I, The guy that uh, he looked like before had the same yep. hair. I was like, and, oh, you know, they yeah. they dubbed um, David Hasselhoff's yeah. voice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, so, so they made so like they had the guy say the lines, but then they dubbed Michael Bates' voice, so it sounded or David Hasselhoff. Right. So the guy looked; he had the same fl- feathered hair as Hasselhoff, and you could kind of see him, uh, maybe in poor lighting, looking like Hasselhoff. And then when they took the bandages off, and it's like, oh, perfect. Yeah, they, yeah that was uh, well done. They were geniuses back then. Geniuses. But back anyway, then. let's get back to T'Challa. I think they, uh, yeah, they could they. They could recast that. They really want to do something kind of dumb, stupid, and but they could put Michael B. Jordan in the role and have T'Challa occupy his body. 
from the soul dimension or some bullshit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, good. Yeah, I think you just recast it, but but that's the thing is the fact that now recasting has come back up as a possible topic. Right, right. I mean, I, I, I feel yeah. like Marvel is ready to move past Letitia Wright and just fire her. So well, she she's isn't she against vaccination? Or? Yeah, anti-vaxxing, yeah. and then she got injured, and yeah, anti-vax, and then she got injured. And then they were trying to delay. And, and so it's almost like, you know, uh, there was the speculation was she's not injured. She just doesn't want to come back to the set. Uh, like this is she's this is her. This is the way she's quitting the movie, you know. And so uh, there's this. Uh, yeah. Long story short, uh, I feel like they're done with Letitia Wright. Whoa. It's nowhere near finished. The film's not finished. It's not like she can come back and knock out like a, a you know, week's worth of uh, right. filming and it's done. Um, but there's there's rumors about you know um, uh, what's his name uh, um, Winston Dukes, you know, like him getting a bigger part, him being the new Black Panther. Her, you know, because she was going to be the new Black Panther, right? right. right? Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, recasting. There's all this stuff on the table now, and it's we're not getting uh, Wakanda or Black Panther two in 2022. I don't know. We're not getting uh, it. 20- you know what? Uh, you know what's coming in July? Is it Thor? Thor's coming, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Thor's coming. Well, I thought Wakanda's coming. I don't know. What's it was supposed to. We aren't getting it in 2022. They haven't said it's. They haven't because they don't know what they're doing. But we're not getting that movie in 2022. I heard. I read. So, I read that the rumor was that they're changing the title to Wakanda's Taken Forever. <laughs> exactly. Wakanda's Taken. Wakanda wasn't built in a day. <laughs> no. All right. So we got Thor to look forward to. Everybody's looking forward to that with Tide or Taika Waikiki. And uh, a little bit more Natalie Portman. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, Thor's coming out July 8th. And the Wakanda Forever is coming out (laughs) scheduled November the 11th. Okay, scheduled. Scheduled. Brian says it's not going to happen. The Marvels are coming out February of 2023, so... So basically, it's Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther supposedly are slated for this year. Okay. Or next year, 2022. And Morbius, if you want to count Morbius. And Morbius, yeah, throw Morbius in there. Throw Morbius in there. All right, very good. So that's what we have to look forward to. They need to get get cracking on Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. And <laughs> like, you know what? And, and in Avengers, they need to start putting... I mean, yeah. are we to understand that... Are there no Avengers right now in this universe? I mean, are, are, are they meeting? Are they, is there something going... I mean, No, don't need it. Got who's Kingpin. the Avengers now? I mean... Hulk's... Lord knows what the fuck Hulk's doing. He's just goofing off. Well, think about this. Like, all of the... All of the characters they've established as new Avengers are all female. Right? It's well, she it Hulk, be, Brian. Black Widow, <laughs> or White Widow, or whatever you want to call her, uh, Elena, uh, uh, Hawk, Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop, uh, who else? America Chavez, uh, Miss Marvel. Like, it's 
they I just hope they don't sync up on the same day. The, <laughs> the, the only the biggest villain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pity the villain they go after on that day. <laughs> they just beat the ever loving shit out of him. Jesus Christ. But yeah, the only one they've that, that would be Young Avenger that they've even hinted at uh, is uh, Wiccan and um, uh, Hulkling, right? Tom, or not uh, Speed and Wiccan, right? Uh, Wanda and Vision's kids, which I guess we're getting that uh, Agatha Harkness show, which is, I guess she's gonna. That's where they're gonna come back in at. Um, and then Isaiah Bradley's grandson, right? Oh yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, Patriot. But like, they've done nothing to develop them as heroes, like at all. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. When we got oh, and uh, we know that stature is going to be uh, a big part of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, right? Right. So, all of the second the the legacy heroes at this point are, are basically you know female, which. Uh, I mean, Whatever, but you know, is that what we're? Is that going to be your? <laughs> is that what we've become? Is, is that, that what we've become? It, or, or is it going to be a force, right, or, or something like that? So, well, I just don't. I, I have no idea why they're taking so long with Fantastic Four. I mean, it's just kind of weird because it's Mark Webb or uh, no Mark Webb. What's his name? Mark Wade. The, no, the guy that's, that did the uh, uh, Far From Home and, and all. Yeah, it's uh, it's not Mark Webb. It's, um, Mark Webb is amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, who? Uh, no way. So he's got to get done with these films first. But yeah, that's his next oh, thing is Fantastic that's Four. That's crazy. Who, who did that? Who's the director of that? I'm looking right now. Brad? Don't know. John Watts. John Watts, yes. Yes, yeah, so his next thing is, um, you know, Fantastic Four. So I'm assuming we'll get some Fantastic Four casting and stuff, you know, pretty darn soon. But at the same time, they need to get the X Men stuff off the ground. Like, yeah. So, you know, they're going to bring in that, and what's his face is Wolverine. You know, they're going to do that. Taron Egerton or, or, no, or Hugh Jackman? No, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, um, Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah, in Multiverse of Madness. But um, I'll tell you what. I said this a few years back, right? Um, when when Disney bought Fox, or the, the merger was announced, I said then it would be cool if they just said, "Hey, look, we you know all this stuff's ending. We know there's going to be a reboot." But, you know, everybody would want to see a Hulk versus Wolverine movie, yeah. right? Uh, just go ahead and bring Hugh Jackman back for one Hulk, one more Wolverine time and put him versus the Hulk and just make it just, uh, you know, uh, just uh, a Fast and the Furious type Marvel movie where it's just action, 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 bonkers bullshit the whole time, and then it ends. You know, throw in Wendigo, Throw in Alpha Flight if you want to, mm. you know, but but just make it Hulk versus Wolverine. Uh, you know, you don't even have to get into much depth as to why they're there. You know, <laughs> just have them fight. But yeah, if you if you tell people Hulk versus Wolverine, 
uh, you know, 12 bucks, people are going to show up. So uh, I, I wish they would do that. And I wish they could get Hugh Jackman back for just that. So, yeah, I just want the role to go. We've seen so much of Hugh Jackman in the, in this role and he was, he was, uh, he was okay. He was good, but I'd like to see someone else play the role. Yeah. yeah but how long is it going to take to build back to whoever's Wolverine to fight Hulk? Unless they right? just it's introduce like Hulk. Just introduce them. That, that could be a way they introduce them in the yeah, hole. Just like first appearance, right? You didn't know Wolverine then. That's true. He could even you wear loved the cat him. mask. He could even wear the cat mask. That'd be great. That'd be good. So, All right. Well, <laughs> some good predictions there for for another time. But until next time. Well, Brad's ready to go, man. Brad's like... <laughs> I am. Well, I've got 10% power on my phone, so I'm about to die off here really quickly. It's like, I'm going to go ahead and say until next time. I'm hoping somebody. He's not even waiting for us to say it. He's, He's just going to go through the whole thing and, and yep, stop. Until next time, let's save it for the podcast. <laughs> I will let somebody else say it, though. Until right. next time. Save it for the podcast.